Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome, episode 562 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here on February 7th, 2024, and I've got a special guest, Scott Braun of Foul Territory, used to be on MLB Network. Uh, I was on his show earlier this offseason. They do great stuff over there. Uh, at Foul Territory, so make sure you check them out. The link uh, to their channel is in the description, so when this is over, feel free to check them out there. Ken Rosenthal comes on the show. They've got a lot of great former players, current players, a lot of stuff over there. Uh, But Scott, thank you so much for having me come on your show. That was an amazing thing, and and a lot of my viewers uh, loved that little conversation that we had there about the Padres, and I appreciate your time coming on my show first question here just about the Padres offseason so far it were really close to pitchers and catchers reporting for the Padres they report on Sunday and I think the Dodgers do um, later this week the offseason it's not fully done for the Padres and it's not going to be done when guys are throwing in Peoria by the way just how this roster is constructed but are you surprised disappointed with how the offseason has gone for this Padres team I don't think I'm any of those things, Ben, and great to be on here on your side, and you do a great job, obviously, as you know. So I'm not that surprised about the Padres' offseason because I didn't expect them to do that much. Of course, everyone wishes that in the Padres' world, Juan Soto was still 
a padre, but when they had to cut money, this was by far the easiest way to do so. And I really liked the return for them. They needed pitching depth. And just in general last year, when you looked at the team, I mean, depth was a question mark. It was top heavy in some standards. And the top heaviness worked. A lot of those players had pretty good years. I know it wasn't an ideal year for someone like Machado, but Soto had a great year. Obviously, Blake Snell had an awesome year. So you're losing a ton of talent from last season. Snell, Hater, th these are all things that are not going to surprise the fans that are diehards and listening to your show on a daily basis. But yeah, I like what they did to shore up the bullpen. A Michael King addition obviously is cool. He looked really good in a short stint with the Yankees. You got to be careful with someone like that who's moving back into a starting role full time. But I think their pitching depth should be in pretty good shape because they took a huge hit in terms of how much they lost. I know I covered kind of the higher end, but there, mm. you know, as you know, is a lot of pitching that was lost. So nothing surprising. I didn't expect them to do anything big or make a big splash. They've done that the past few years. And now you have to kind of live with the group that you've got. I mean, I think if you could look back as a Padres fan and, and make a few tweaks to what was done, I think Padres fans might think a little differently about the Bogarts move, just in terms of how much money it ties into the team long-term and the Cronenworth extension as well. Would I be accurate there? Those would be the two spots yeah. maybe to yeah. look at and say, damn, I definitely. wish we had a little more money to spend elsewhere. I think some would say, Darvish, why are we giving that long of a time frame there with Darvish Musgrove. That was great. That was team friendly. Cronenworth was, I mean, you don't need to do it. He was going to be a free agent in years. There was no need to do that. Uh, that was, it felt like an emotional extension there. Um, but yeah, Bogarts was sure. I was excited that, Oh, Xander Bogarts is a Padre, but how many shortstops does this Padres team need? And that's $280 million that you can't go spend on, other areas of the roster that's 280 that you can't give to someone like Blake Snell that you couldn't make a run at Yamamoto or you couldn't make a run at Shohei Otani you know you couldn't make a run at keeping Juan Soto so yeah there's just some of these moves it's like well I understood the Padres wanted to guarantee they were going to have this core of players long term you couldn't control the guys in the future Soto was a free agent um, at the end of this coming season and some of these guys you could control it and lock them down but, yeah, when you look back at it, it's like, man, that's a lot of money that you gave to guys that didn't need to be given at least that contract extension in Cronenworth's case or someone like Bogarts. Did he need $280 million to come to the Padres when they were bidding against themselves? It was kind of like the Hosmer thing. What interest was there in Xander Bogarts at the level for the Padres? What interest was there in Eric Hosmer at the Padres level that there was not that interest, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And, and also Xander Bogarts is a very big difference from the Aaron judge pursuit that we learned yeah. a little bit about. And even to an extent, the Trey Trey Turner pursuit, you know, it's a different player. And I felt like they just had a chunk of money allotted to something and mm -hmm. they went that route. I don't know how much of it has to do with, you know, the late great Peter Seidler versus AJ Preller making decisions. I would love to ask AJ about that because remember the, GMs and president of baseball ops work for the owners and Peter Seidler had in my mind one of the most dominant runs as an owner in the past five to seven years not winning just in terms of running a franchise he did everything that fans could have wanted and more right he can't put wins together um, that easily obviously that has to do with the talent on the field the coaching 
in the front office. But in his role, he did just about everything that he could. He stretched the payroll as much as he could. He put everything into the fans, the community, etc. So, you know, I have a ton of respect for him. Obviously, rest in peace. But now they're just trying to kind of get themselves into a range where they can still be, I would say, a wild card contender at the moment. And I actually do think that they could be a wild card contender this year. They still have superstar talent. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a superstar. Manny Machado is a superstar. I think Darvish is going to bounce back after kind of the elbow trouble that he was dealing with. Joe Musgrove ran into all kinds of bad luck injury-wise, in my mind. He's a stud. So I could see the Padres winning more games than they did last year and being a fringe wildcard contender. I know they finished strong. I don't put a ton of weight into that because the end of the year, you don't have a lot of pressure on you and you're just kind of you know in cruise control through the end of the season. But I think this team's going to be good. Not great, but not bad. Yeah, they were playing the Rockies, the A's, the White Sox. So, yeah, Padres fans aren't putting too much stock in the end of last year either. It's just going into this season, it feels like it's a hard team to project because of how many holes that are still on the roster. Like, Pakota Projections, they came out with theirs. Uh, I don't know if they do multiple or just this one, but almost 80 wins is what the Pakota Projections are. But this is with the Padres having an outfield of Jose Azokar and Cal Mitchell. <laughs> It left in center field with Tatis and right. Like it's not a complete team right now. So I don't take any stock into those projections, but just how do you see right now, this NL West playing out? It, it's, it's hard to answer that question fully other than the Dodgers. We know what the Dodgers are going to be, but the giants, we, we think that something probably could still happen there. The D backs, I think they're kind of hard to project as well because do we think that they're going to really take another step forward this year? Or are some of these guys that played well this past season, are they going to do that again? What's the Eduardo Rodriguez signing and Eugenio Suarez? Like, what are those impacts really going to have? Losing Tommy Pham, what impact is that going to have? It's, it's hard to project this NL West, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, and I don't look a ton at Pakoda projections. We actually talked about them on foul territory today. And what Pakoda does is they kind of – shrink every team towards the middle so they do actually have a couple teams projected for 100 plus dubs but even that is pretty rare for them so generally you see a ton of teams that are you know in the 80 to 85 range something like that which i think you will have in the national league many teams that are fringe wildcard contenders and so i did look for the padres for the bet mgm odds which is what i go off of um and they were at 81 and a half so it is actually pretty similar there. So yeah, they're projected to be about a 500 win team. The NL West is in my mind, pretty easy to size up at the top. The Dodgers mm. have to win that division. I mean, it would be an all time shocker if everything fall apart for them. I do think the Diamondbacks are better though this year, Ben. I mean, they made quite the run in the playoffs just now to the world series, but they did get stronger this off season. I mean, even if Eduardo Rodriguez is not pitching like a two or a three, He's at the very least his floor of four or a five, and he generally will eat innings for you. So that's a helpful addition. They needed another starter last year, especially in the postseason after Gallon and Kelly and fought. That was the biggest regret from the Diamondbacks organization. Mike Kazin said that we were close to getting Montgomery. It didn't happen. Think about it. If Montgomery's on the Diamondbacks, they might be defending world champs. So I think they're going to be better, though, because they didn't lose anything. They have a lot of young talent that now gets one more year in the bigs. And they added. I think Suarez is a big upgrade for them over Evan Longoria. I mean, it's a at least 
similar, if not better glove. And then he's definitely a better bat. I know he has strikeout issues from last year, but he should be better on that front. I know that's something that's important to him. It's not easy to fix your strikeout concerns when you're, you know, deep into the league at this point, but he should hit 30 home runs for them. Gurriel is back. Jock Peterson adds another bat and someone who can perform in October. So I do rank the division Dodgers one, Diamondbacks two. And I agree with you that San Francisco and San Diego are in a similar spot for me. It's hard because I need to see what happens. The The Giants have an incomplete right now. I think that they're going to sign at least one, if not two more free agents that make an impact, right? That can win you a few extra games. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with either Snell or Montgomery, either Chapman or Bellinger. I mean, these are the biggest names left on the board. And I think there's an expectation that Giants fans need to spend on players like that because they've been chilling in a pretty low payroll range for a while. Like, I know Peter Seidler always said, you know, don't call us the whatever, 27th market or whatever the market is for the Padres. But look at them lapping the Giants the last several seasons. I mean, even now the Padres payroll is what, probably in the 200 range. I think the Giants are still in the low hundreds, like 120 or 30, something like that. So that's why I expect the Giants to end their staring contest eventually with Scott Boris and other agents and add. And that's where I'll put them in a very close third to the Padres fourth right now in the NL West. Do you think the Padres are one of those teams that will benefit this year not being the big favorite? You know, the the there's going to be a fan fest, but it's going to be when the season technically has already started. They announced that, uh, I think, last week. But because I'm thinking about the Mookie Betts quote, obviously, that got a lot of play from fan fest. And he was talking about how, yeah, every other team, it's going to be their World Series. And I don't think that he's like wrong about that. But it reminded me of Tatis last year at FanFest. Doesn't matter who we're going to go win the World Series. You know, essentially, that, that's what he was saying. And it's just like, well, Padres, they're not going to have that target on their back. The target's on the Dodgers. And the, the Dodgers, for me, yeah, regular season, we know what they're going to do. But in the postseason, I know a lot of Padres fans have bookmarked that Mookie quote. And they've bookmarked probably a lot of other Dodger fans celebrating Otani and Yamamoto and saying World Series bound. But in, in the playoffs, they come up small, and they've done it year after year. So really, for me, with the Padres, it's about getting in. Like I said on your show, get in and then see what the heck happens. But do you think the Padres, getting back to my question, about not being that the favorite, being the underdog, maybe there's more hunger in this year's team. I think that could be a good thing, with Mike Schilt as the manager as well. I think when the microscope isn't on you as much, right, when all the lights aren't shining bright on San Diego, then it's going to help. I don't think it can ever hurt if there's less attention, less to deal with in the media after games. And just like you said, less pressure to perform. It doesn't mean they're going to perform worse. It often means that it eases concerns. And yeah, I think it usually leads to a better ball club. I mean, Arizona is a prime example of that from last year no one was talking about the diamondbacks before the season or even during the season or even in the playoffs by the time we yeah. got to the postseason we're like oh cool maybe they can upset the brewers in the first round and that was it so i think the padres will thrive from that less attention on them coming into this season even though there's plenty of star power there and yeah all the attention is going to be on the Dodgers, but still talent wins games. And I agree with you on Mike Schilt being there and making a difference only because there was clearly a ton of drama between AJ Preller and Bob Melvin and Bob Melvin had not experienced that in the past. He is a good manager. 
So this is someone else coming in who has already worked with AJ, and that alone will make a difference. It is a tough situation when the manager and the GM are not on the same page, and there's all kinds of shit going down behind the scenes that I think Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn and some of those writers over at The Athletic documented really well throughout the season. And let's not forget that AJ told us all that Melvin was coming back, and then they handed him to one of their division rivals with no compensation. So clearly they did not get along. That alone will also make a difference. All of that tension, all of those negative distractions always lead to more of a problem. You want players to come to the ballpark, not feel the heat, and also have fun. That matters, especially in today's game because it's a different game. Right. We're trying to be a little less serious, let young players thrive. It's a younger man's game these days. So all of that, I think, will help San Diego. But at the end of the day, will the pitching be healthy? Will the stars be stars? Manny Machado is a big key for me. Like, is he going to be a 10, 15 percent better than league average bat or is he going to be 50 percent better than league average? We know he's capable of that and he's still in his prime. So if he goes off again this year, it's a different ball club. And then Xander with the wrist injuries that he was dealing with. And he's had a history of that, but him being able to stay healthy because when he wasn't dealing with the wrist stuff, he was very good. He really good start to the season. I believe a a really good end to the season, but it was, and then right after he got the cortisone shot, I think at the all-star break, he was really good right after that as well. So it's really about health there. And then, yeah, health in the rotation, Darvish, Musgrove, those two guys are going to be huge because there's question marks after that with Michael King. Kind of, it's kind of like Seth Lugo going into last year. Is he going to go the entire year as a starter, health-wise? What's going to happen there? And then other guys after that. Looking at it right now, I mean, there's the Padres need more depth, um, you know, in the rotation and the outfield. (laughs) Dude, you need you you need three outfielders. Do they know that yet? I mean, I know they're going to try Jackson Merrill out there, and Marcy looked really good in the Arizona Fall League. But I mean, in my mind, if you are trying to be a fringe wildcard team and Eddie Rosario type on the free agent market would make sense to have as some depth because injuries occur and you just don't know what you're getting from young players, right? Most of the time it takes an adjustment period. So if you're trying to compete, that outfield is not going to cut it. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And what's been a little surprising to me is I thought that after the Go signing, bringing in Matsui, uh, De Los Santos, I thought that, oh, okay, no, the bullpen's fine. Let's, let's focus on the rotation. Let's focus on the outfield, you know, because we don't want Cal Mitchell being in left field on opening day. No disrespect to him. But that's that's not good. Um, not with, a starting outfielder right now right. on a playoff and, team. Right. And we know that there's a budget with this Padres team. A.J. Preller literally said the word budget, I think, at the winter meetings after the Soto deal. So I thought they're going to stop spending on some bullpen arms. Like, I like Wandy Peralta, but I, I don't know how I feel about it with the budget that they're on, and, and you still see these holes. Now, I like that. At least there's players like Eddie Rosario, Tommy Pham, uh, David Peralta. There's guys that are still out there to be had. But prior actions this offseason, is like it's showing me that the Padres don't really want to spend Tommy Pham money on a one, two-year deal. Or even Eddie Rosario, I don't know how much that's going to cost. But they, it just seems like they don't, they don't want to commit to that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that might change because what happens is many front offices operate the same way these days. They put a number next to a player. They say, this player is worth X, and we will just wait it out because we don't care if we get that player or not. This is actually part of the problem in the sport right now is that I think there are some general managers making many others look bad because they're too meticulous and they're hugging their spreadsheets. And I'm not playing the get off my lawn game. I'm just talking about someone like Alex Anthopoulos, who obviously you know, has the perfect blend of using the information and scouting that he has, but he also just goes for it. He makes decisions, you know? He targets certain players. Many front offices are not doing that anymore. They're like, eh, we have these two players in a similar range based on our projections, so whichever one will take one million less bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a winning formula. I think the winning formula is, no, we clearly like this player better than this player, and a million bucks is not going to make a difference in the baseball world. That's a, a buck in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you like a player better than another, then make the decision and go for it. Anthopoulos does that. Dombrowski often does that. You know, there are a few other GMs around the sport that are more aggressive with the moves that they make. I'll even say John Mazalock does that with the Cardinals. He's not always right, but he'll make decisions early on in the offseason because he clearly likes certain players, certain position players or pitchers. This year was kind of the um, the theme for him this offseason, but he picked up Gibson, Lynn, and Sonny Gray in five minutes in the offseason. And then you have the teams that are just lingering. I understand the Padres have to tiptoe the line a little bit more this year with the budget. So it's fine. I think they should, though, end up with one of those veteran outfielders that either you mentioned or a few others that are on the list because it just makes sense. And what you can offer them also is opportunity to play. And that matters to those guys to maybe reestablish their value if they feel like it's fallen. Yeah, the trade market obviously is something that could happen as well. There's possibilities there. Um, last question before I, w- I also wanted to ask about foul territory yeah. um, to end here. 
But with 2023 with the Padres, I feel like that was obviously their best shot to go win. I know they didn't make the postseason, but Blake Snell even said it. Like, I'm not going to play on a team that had this much talent ever again. That's just not going to happen. So massive blown opportunity. Peter Seidler ends up passing away. Um, it just felt like, man, that was the shot. And we saw the Brewers trading Corbin Burns, and they had Josh Hader, and it's like, okay, well, their window's gone. I'm not saying the Padres is, but it feel, do you think that 2023 was their best shot to win? Yes, that was, it was by was far bad. their best shot to win and, and a follow up on that. Period. And I picked yeah. them to win the World Series. But yes, the answer to and your question is And you were not the yes. only one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And my follow-up to that is, will other owners see this as an opportunity to say, no, we're not going to go, go all in on payroll or go all in? Because look at what happened with the Padres. Look at what happens with the Dodgers. And they win 111 games. 100, yeah, 111 games. And then they lose to the Padres in the division series. Look what happens. They spend, even when they didn't go all in, they're still a good Dodger team last year, and they lose the D-backs. I think owners, they will look to make an excuse to not spend money, and they can bring in more profit for their, themselves, and the Padres are that example right there. Yeah, there were some owners giggling and having a grand old time watching the Padres struggle, watching Dick the Mons Mets struggle, watching the Yankees struggle. There's no doubt about it, because then they can go to their fans and to their front office and say, see, that doesn't work. And also, the Padres in particular made a lot of other ball clubs look bad because you had Peter Seidler investing everything he had into the franchise, into the community, into trying to put a winning product on the field. And also that, in turn, uh, equaled a ton of attendance, right? Great mm -hmm. attendance boost over the past few years. The Padres games are such a vibe. He also noticed, like, it's just having a feel for the city. The city has one major sports franchise, right, of the major sports that we're talking about, baseball, football, basketball, hockey. That's the baseball team. And they are like the party of the city. You know that even more than I do, but I have had a blast going to Padres games when I've been there working. So he does that. And then if you're like Bob Nutting of the Pirates and you're in a bigger market than San Diego, you're an absolute clown show. So that guy is doing a disservice to his fan base. Pittsburgh has an awesome fan base. We've seen Steelers fans. They're a vibe at football games and unfortunately the pirates are just on this never-ending string of maybe competing for like two or three years and then for like eight or nine years they go through this epic rebuild teardown situation and they their payroll's a joke it just is i mean the sport is so much based off the gatekeepers that decide what they're going to do with their franchises we need more side layers we need more steve cohen's we just had an awesome turnover with Baltimore going from yeah. John Angelos over to this new ownership group full of billionaires that love baseball. And the one thing I will say is because I'm pretty hard on owners, but I also, as you know, praise the ones that that do well for our sport because they're gatekeepers. It's not like the league wants this. I mean, the league sure wants to make money and, and keep salaries down. But let me tell you, we had Dan Connolly on. He covers the Orioles. He said Rob Manfred should be popping bottles now that John Angelos is out of the sport. Because, I mean, someone like that's a pain in the ass for anyone to deal with. He's a PR disaster. He's not contributing to the overall game. So I think everyone's on the same page that people like that do not belong in our sport. On the West Coast, John Fisher is one of the worst owners I've ever seen in the history of the sport. If you read the, the history of how he even got the team, it's like a friend of his that was frat buddies with Bud Selig. It's, it's a fucking joke. So we need to get people like that out of the game. If he wants to make profits, go into waste management. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, last question here about foul territory. Obviously, I, I have loved 
ever since it has started. I was someone that loved watching MLB Network. Would watch it every morning. I don't have MLB Network anymore. Um, that was more of a family decision, not just me personally. It's nothing against people there at the network. I love Lauren Chahadi. She's been on the show. Maddie V. There's a lot of great people there. Um, but I think that fans that weren't thinking this way when Ken was let go, um, that was like, okay, well, now we're going to look at MLB Network in a different view. Is is that kind of what started this whole foul territory thing for you? Um, I love the genuine, honest talk. There's, there's nothing that's filtered like, oh, no, don't say this. Don't say this. No, just have AJ, Eric, Adam, everyone on the show just talk from a former player perspective. I love the Buck Showalter interview the other day. Like, just baseball talk. There's no, oh, can't say this about an owner. I, and I love that. But, yeah, give your story on foul territory. And do you think it's going in a great direction? Do you like what's happening there? Yeah, it's going in an awesome direction. And just to clarify, at least from what I know with Ken, I mean, I wouldn't say letting go. I would say mutual parting of ways because yeah, okay, yeah. Ken is is obviously you know one of the best reporters we've ever had in the game and insiders, and he needs to be able to just tell it like it is. I mean, and he'll, you'll hear it on his show too as part of the FT fam is fair territory. And he's like, you know, because I think lately there were some fans that were like, oh, don't be a shill for the league or the owners. He's like, I used to work for the league network. He's like, I'm on here to voice my true uh, authenticated or, you know, authentic opinion for a reason here. So yeah, I think when it comes to foul territory, Ben, we're just dreaming or we're building the dream network in my mind. What's the dream baseball network? How cool is our game? How much drama is in our game? How much open conversation do we need to have in our game about what's going on on the field, off the field, et cetera, and how interesting are the conversations that go down in the clubhouse between players? Can we bring those combos to the world so that it elevates our game? So that's all that goes into the sauce here, but we become you know, more than just an interview show. It's in my mind, also breaking down news of the day, whether it's about games, trades. It's been a really cool offseason for us bringing on, obviously, Ken uh, multiple times a week to the show, but then other writers, insiders. There's just so many people within our sport that are super talented, that are very entertaining. And then we want to interact with fans, which we do on the show every day, either through questions that are sent to us, sent to us beforehand or people that are live in the chat. So. This is just the beginning. Foul territory is kind of the baby and the the poster child of of the group there for a consistent live two hour show every day that's not going anywhere. And yeah, I mean, for me, when I was at MLB, I was like, I don't have a place to go from a talk show perspective that's going to tell it like it is. I'm getting all of this great information from being at ballparks, but I'm not actually listening to that on a podcast or seeing that on a digital show, on a national perspective with the top players current in the sport, with, in my mind, the top personalities that just played the sport and now are in the media world. So we just tried to put together a dream team with a dream content plan, and that's what came out. Yeah, and it's these interviews that you have, it's, it's conversation. I don't really view it as interviews. It's not like, oh, question, question, question. There's conversations. I mean, mm -hmm. I know us in San Diego, we don't like Max Muncy. I'm not a fan of Max Muncy, obviously, <laughs> but... Like today, that was just, it was a conversation about just little things about how, not little, but a pain in the butt about going to spring training and what needs to take place there and how many moving parts are there. Like little things like that. It's not an interview. It's a conversation between former players and players and you. Like, and I think it's, I think it's something that is needed more um, in baseball because baseball is a great game. And yeah, there's, 
there's spots in other sports where you see that, but in baseball, it hasn't really been there. There's been, there's some of it obviously, but not as much as I think there should be for sure. No, I can come up with 20 examples in other sports, football and basketball, Mm -hmm. the Kelsey brothers, McAfee, um, I am athlete, you know, I'm just picking on football, Omaha, like all yeah. of those kind of companies or shows that exist. And then you look at baseball and you're like crickets. So that's why this started. It's not easy to put together. Baseball is more difficult. It's not like basketball where they're like on the road and they have two days off and everyone's recording their podcasts. Baseball has games every day. So we carefully crafted what we were doing to make sure that we're not abusing time of anyone. We're going to make it as easy as possible, have the show on live during a time that we could get as many players onto the show and writers and insiders and all of that. So, and we don't have them on, you know, an hour and a half on a podcast or something. They they can't do that during the season. The schedule is crazy. So for us, we just took all of that. We have a lot of people behind the scenes that have worked in baseball for a long time and we are putting together a network, right? I mean, for me, I watch, Um, shows on YouTube. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I also travel a lot, so it makes sense. So we just took a lot of that and we put it into our baseball version of what should be out there. We call it baseball the way it should be covered. So um, that's what we're going to try to do every day. And yes, you're right. We call them conversations, not interviews. I mean, whatever, no rules. You can say whatever you want, but we do say, Hey, we just had a combo with Buck Showalter. Here it is. You know? Yeah, for sure. Awesome stuff there. Foul territory. Scott Braun, who is a host there for Foul Territory. Thank you so much for the time. Definitely appreciate it. Everybody, go check out Foul Territory. Uh, Great stuff over there. You've been listening or watching episode 562, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Main sponsor of the show, Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Main location is on Friars Road. They're inside Petco Park, inside Snapdragon Stadium. So make sure to check them out. Padre season just around the corner. Can't wait for it. And again, Scott, I thank you for the time and everybody see y'all later.